Podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. There is one, number one, and only one major topic to begin this episode of the Paracast, and we have Stephen Bassett to join us to deal with that, and that is the Pentagon UAP Task Force. Stephen, welcome back to the Paracast. It is good to be with you again. Is anything going on while I was away? (laughs) Well, we got that report finally, but it does seem to be, as they say, an effort to waffle. And not the kind that you do in the toaster oven. No, I'm going to straighten you out on this. I I got the fix. Yeah, we got your uh, update in in our email, so let's talk about that. Uh, Yeah, I've been sending out some private stuff i haven't put out a full update in a while but all right look let me keep first 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 a metaphor you know me metaphor right. man imagine you're out in the park in new york and you come across a uh, chess game in motion or happening right there on the park bench you know they play out there in the park very nice and so you walk up to the board and you look at the board and somebody standing next to you says what do you think what do you think uh, his next move should be well you could look at the board, but all you see there is the last move on the board. You know what the, la- the last move was, whatever, left the board as it is, and now you're trying to project what's going to happen. And the chances are you're not going to get it right. Why? Because you haven't seen the moves previous to that. You haven't seen the lead up. You've just seen this still picture. For people that are trying to understand what's going on, they, something happens and they look at it and they go, okay, what's going to happen next? What, why is that? That's not, not going to work for them. They've got to have seen the moves leading up to that. Now, most people are not able to do that because they simply don't have time. They're recovering from the pandemic. Whatever else is going on in their life, they may actually have friends, family, children, dogs, cats, things like that. It ties them up. I don't have that problem. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly give you the events leading up to what just happened so you can actually see the strategy of this chess player. In fact, there's more than one chess player here. It's, it's, multi, it's one of those multiplayer chess games. You can actually find these on the Internet, believe it or not. I think they go up to size four. And so you'll have a board. There'll be four people playing on this very large chess board, and it's four-person chess. Clearly impossible to understand, but that's what's going on. Well, this has got even more people involved, more entities involved. And they're not just playing chess. They're playing three-dimensional chess. Okay. I'm going to boil it down a little bit, and this is what I believe is happening. And I'm very comfortable with this theory, by the way. I want you to know I'm quite comfortable. It's going to take a lot to make me uncomfortable about it. All right, very quickly. 2017, a private organization suddenly turns up. It's got all kinds of military intelligence complex people in it, civilians now. They deliver two huge stories to the New York Times. The New York Times publishes those stories. That really gets the ball rolling. All kinds of press are happening. Public interest is going up, but at the same time, there's a lot of political upset in the country and, of course, eventually a pandemic. It's always something, right, Gilda Radner. But during that three years, we saw a series of efforts and, and, and activities with witnesses turning up, a program on History Channel, people coming forward, and so forth. Not earth-shaking, but clearly almost unprecedented. And that was great, but... Again, the country was tied up with a lot of things. And then as we moved towards the end of the red, that, that administration at the time, things start to pick up speed. 
as if they were anticipating that this change might make it possible for them to do exactly that. But then that slowed down because the pandemic hit. Boom. It didn't go away right away because we perhaps mishandled it. And so things slowed down again. But then the administration changes. Things start to pick up speed. We start to learn more. And then a series of things happens leading up to June 25. All right. Now, this is just a very simple picture of what uh, has happened since 2017. Now, if we're going to look at the strategy, we've got to get more granular. So here is what we know about some of the strategic moves underway, aside from the initial launch of the To the Stars Academy and, of course, the, the major news articles in the Times, which was the key, the 65-day period that changed everything. We know that over the ensuing years, during this awkward and difficult time in America, efforts were, were being made to brief members of Congress for nearly two years uh, or more. Between two and three years, there were people on the Hill briefing members of Congress about this issue as reflected by the New York Times articles. The leader of those briefings was Christopher Mellon. Because of his background in politics and national security issues and uh, his job as a former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence, a high-level person, not surprisingly, he was what leading, leading these uh, briefings. Witnesses were taken up on the Hill to talk to members of Congress. This has been admitted to, but the content of these meetings was not revealed nor were there press conferences, nor was there press releases. In other words, private briefings. This is very notable. Why do you hold private briefings on the Hill and then not allow the public to know about them? Because you are trying to get hearings. That's why you do that. So we know about that. A strategic effort to brief members of Congress, and not just any members of Congress. These are key committees, that would deal with this issue, so to choose to, like the House and Senate Intel Committees, the Armed Services Committees, and so forth. Okay, we know that. Now, what else do we know? We know that there was a concerted effort to gather up witnesses, military witnesses. We started with a number of them that were based about the Nimitz case, the Roosevelt case, and so forth. They came out early on. They were in the New York Times article. More witnesses turned up in the Unidentified series that was essentially put together by people from the TTS team, along with, obviously, production people to History Channel. Some of these witnesses uh, appeared in silhouette because they weren't prepared yet to be known by name. But there were a number of them, and we saw that happen. Then we learned that a lot more military people were starting to make contact with TTSA, to the Stars Academy. Why? If you watched that unidentified series, if you read the New York Times articles, if you saw how David Fravor was treated as a hero and given great press and doing just fine, thank you very much, you would have been convinced that the bar for coming forward about what you have seen, what you were involved in, has clearly been dropped. Unless you really violate some serious NDA or have classified material that you reveal, uh, you can tell your story now. It's okay. What do you do? Who do you call? Do you call the New York Times to say, I've got a story too? That won't work. Write a book? That takes a long time. Now, you call Lou. You get in touch with Lou Elizondo. And you say, Lou, I got a story. You interested? We think that Elizondo, over a period of several years, collected quite a few Stories from military witnesses that could be vetted and decisions could be made as to how important they were. 
well, why do you vet witnesses? Why would you bother with that unless you were planning for them to testify before committees in Congress, which makes sense since you've been briefing key members of key committees in Congress. So that that was going on for three years. We all know about that. Okay. So what else do we know? Well, after the the election, things picked up its speed. We started to get a little bit more news, but then the election apparently wasn't actually the end of the election. This time around, it it had a kind of a, an epilogue. So things didn't settle down typically as they normally do in America. And so as a result, we had a lot of upset and turmoil in January, and, and then there's been more since. And so I guess you could say the transition of power has stretched out, and that has slowed things down a little bit, a little bit distracting. Okay, so fine. However, somebody did something, and this is an end part of the strategy, that kind of transcended this. And I'm referring to Senator Marco Rubio. Okay, we'll talk more about what's happening about the behind-the-scenes insights into the Pentagon UAP task force and that task force report. We have UFO lobbyist Stephen Bassett with us, with Gene, and with Randall. You're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out the Paracast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. The way things are going these days, do you ever ask yourself, when is the other shoe going to drop? The warning signs are everywhere. The next big danger is food shortages. That's why Americans are learning to be self-reliant and getting their emergency long-term food storage from My Patriot Supply. We're America's trusted leader in emergency preparedness. Over the past decade, My Patriot Supply has served millions of families and helped them prepare. Our delicious meal kits average 2,000 calories per day and stay fresh in storage up to 25 years. This is reliable food that will be there when disasters strike. And with the way things are going, you should grab some now. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, order a starter kit for each member of your family, and we'll ship everything quickly and discreetly to your door. Don't wait and scramble with the masses when the news breaks. Instead, prepare today for what's coming. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. 
Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pau Diarco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus doesn't grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. A one-pound package of tea is $34.95 plus shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. That's Shop, S-H-O-P, Super, S-U-P-E-R, T-T-E-A, dot com. So the complete website is ShopSuperTea.com. Or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5, California time. That's ShopSuperTea.com at 818-984-6100. Seven million children suffer from asthma more than any other chronic disease. Most asthma attacks are caused by allergic reactions to allergens, including those left behind by cockroaches and mice. In fact, 82% of U.S. households contain mouse allergens, and cockroaches are found in up to 98% of urban homes. How can you protect your family? Find out at PestWorld.org. A message from the National Pest Management Association and the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Okay, Senator Marco Rubio, a Republican conservative from Florida. Stephen Bassett, tell us more. Before I mention that, I want to also get another concept across to people which may help them to understand a little better what's unfolding. This is a complex three-dimensional chess game with many players, but they didn't all start out at the same time in the game. The TTSA, the To The Stars Academy, launched pretty much as a surprise to everybody concerned. There weren't too many people that saw it coming, I can assure you. And that includes people in the Pentagon, CIA. It caught them by surprise. And I think that those that might have said, no, this this cannot stand, let's get together and stamp this out before it becomes a problem, They didn't have enough time before they could put together, how would you say, a counter program. The New York Times had already gotten the story, and then the New York Times published the story, and there was nothing they could do. Uh, Essentially, the TTSA at that point was unstampable. It couldn't be driven away. The TTSA had an agenda, particularly some of the key people like Mellon and Elizondo, and they're moving forward to instigate that agenda, which, by the way, was predicated on Hillary Clinton winning the presidency. The plan was based around that happening. When that didn't happen, they had to change the plan. The point I'm really trying to make is this. As this thing moves forward, other people, and I mean lots of people, including agencies and the government and so forth, high-level people, politicians, former politicians, 
former CIA directors, whatever. These people are all watching this agenda and trying to figure out where it's going. And as they figure it out, they then get on board. It's a bit like a plan that's moving forward in time, but it's kind of like an airplane that you're flying and building the plane as you fly it. So people are coming on board. So you don't have everyone on the same page at the same time. That doesn't mean you're even having meetings behind the scenes. It just means that smart people are figuring out where it's going, and now i got to get on board this. And so it starts accumulating other individuals and other responses. And so it becomes a kind of full-scale agenda, but it's somewhat loosely constructed because you couldn't simply get everybody together in a room before you launch the damn thing. And so people are coming on board as it moves forward, which expands the project, expands its power and implications. Well, one of the people that got on board didn't make his move until June, July of 2020, halfway through the pandemic. He had been briefed along with the ranking member at the time on the Senate Intel Committee, Mark Warner, and possibly the entire Intel Committee, it's not a lot, about what's going down, meaning the need for hearings, etc., Again, by Mellon and possibly other witnesses. Most of the people that got briefed said nothing. A couple mentioned I was briefed. One, a Mark Walker, no longer, uh, he was redistricted out of Congress shortly thereafter, but he came forward, kind of uh, jumped the gun and sent some letters to the Secretary of Navy wanting to know what's going on here. We need to do something. And the Secretary answered with the usual go run around, then got fired. And then Walker kind of went quiet. But Rubio was different. Rubio made a very calculated decision. He saw what was happening, he saw it was going, and he said to himself, I'm going to get out in front of this. Why would Mark Rubio want to get out in front of it? Because he wants to be president of the United States. Well, that's no surprise to anyone. Let's not forget that in 2016, little Marco ran for president. Yeah, he still wants to be president of the United States. When he gets that briefing, he, he quickly realizes, one, Assuming he didn't already know, and I, again, I think most people would be stunned as how many people on Capitol Hill know or certainly have come to be convinced that there's an ET presence. They're smart people after all. So he said, one, this is a massive issue, and two, it is essentially nonpartisan. It's very hard to find a Democratic or Republican angle on this developing story. Therefore, it makes it ideal to make a grand move safe. He wasn't running in 2020. So he didn't have a problem there. And so he said, I'm going to get out in front of this issue. I'm going to lead this band. And what he did was he, with or without the assistance of Mark Warner, who was the ranking member, Rubio was the chair, they put this language in the Defense Appropriations Intelligence Appropriation Bill. Uh, we'd like to get a long report of assessment, whatever the hell, from, from the government, from DOD and ONI, about the status of things, what, what's going on, this, that, and everything else. It's not a bad list. It's off, it can't be comprehensive because they can't simply spill the beans on this. But it was notable. It got a lot of press. When it was announced, it got a lot of press, which is to say that the Department of Defense knew as early as July of 2020, a year ago, that they were going to apparently have to come up with a report. That's how long they've actually known about it. But he cleverly, Marco, put in that, okay – You've got 180 days to kind of put this report together when the bill is signed. Well, the bill wasn't signed until December, thus putting the deadline June 25. And so ultimately, the ONI, UAP task force, the ONI, which is simply a couple of people set up specifically to handle this report thing, 
It's not the, quote, investigatory entity on ETs at the Navy, not even remotely. So, But nevertheless, fine, part of the strategy. So they start to put together a response to this. He has put this out there, and now they have to respond. So again, we're talking strategy here. He knows what he's doing. Now, does the ONI, and particularly the DOD, know what they're doing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're very smart, you know. They've got supercomputers, massive staffs, huge budgets. They have to plan out strategies all over the world in order to defend us from all the enemies that we keep creating, not to mention plan wars and whatever. I mean, they really have significant capability. And they had one whole year to decide how to respond to this particular strategic move by this particular player on the three-dimensional chess game. When that response came, it was completely associated with a carefully thought through strategy, not something that they finally got around to doing because they ran out of time. And so what was their response to this? Now, not everybody saw all of it, and so they got a little confused, and I appreciate that. But here is how they responded. And when you analyze it strategically, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. What they did is first, on June the 3rd, Somebody, I don't know, just feeling a little rambunctious that day, happened to call up the New York Times and give them some information about the public report. I guess you could call it a leak, but I don't think it was some renegade over the DOD or the ONI. It was a planned, intentional leak to the New York Times about the public report, which was immediately published by the New York Times and got some attention. Not a lot, but it got some. And what was in this leak? Not much. Basically, it said the two key points in the public report, not the classified report. Some people think it was the classified, no, was that in the many sightings that they looked at, ultimately, I think it was 144 going back to 2004, they could not find anything in there that demonstrated that was extraterrestrial. And there was couldn't prove or see evidence for an extraterrestrial connection. Okay, fine. And two, the technology exhibited by what was seen in many of these reports, including obviously the Nimitz, the Roosevelt, and what have you, was not technology in the possession of the United States of America. Now, the debunkers can look at that and come up with all kinds of reasons why that doesn't mean anything. But the debunkers are becoming increasingly irrelevant and eventually are going to go and live on an island somewhere. And, but actually, it's very significant. First of all, the United States has the, the highest level tech in terms of warfare, defense, and so forth of any country in the world. Let's do our break here with more to come with Stephen, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. 
Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. Indonesia is the latest country to deal with a surge in coronavirus cases, taxing medical resources in the island nation. The country's health ministry is saying that medical oxygen supplies are being used faster than expected, leading to shortages. According to the World Health Organization, the nation saw its highest number of deaths in a single day on Wednesday with more than 1,000 fatalities. WHO data showing that new cases are increasing by about 30,000 a day for the last several days. And financial leaders from the group of 20 countries announced Saturday that they've agreed to a corporate tax plan in principle that would establish a global minimum corporate tax and shift how multinationals are taxed based on where they sell their products and services and not just where their headquarters are located. The leaders will try to have the plan ready for discussion and possible approval at a meeting by the national leaders of the G20 in October. This is USA Radio News. As opposition continues to grow to the Biden administration's plan to go door-to-door to encourage Americans to receive the COVID-19 vaccination, reports have surfaced that members of the Oregon National Guard will be used in the Beaver State. John Clemens reports. Press California is reporting one tactic under consideration is to send out members of the Oregon National Guard to all the neighborhoods going door-to-door. Twyla Brace of the Citizens Council for Health Freedom has another idea. My first thought was don't open the door. It shows probably how the federal government has access to data on everybody's vaccination status because of the state vaccination registries. And so people should not just automatically open the door because somebody happens to be from the government. Brace went on to say government agents may want to vaccinate you right there in your home or argue with you about why you should be vaccinated. From the USA Radio News, Texas Bureau, I'm John Clemens. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? 92 thousand dollars. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax manager. Hotline now, 800 503 8625 issues with regard to the Pentagon UAP task force and all the other things that have been happening. Go ahead, please. 
Now, there, there are those that will say, well, no, it could be the China. It could be a civilization living under the Antarctic ice. I don't know. You know, the Soviets, they had some stuff. Even the Germans had something. Who knows? It could be. Yeah, it could be porpoises living under the ocean that developed advanced technology. No, it's not. There's zero chance that any other country has more advanced technology than us. In other words, don't put up with that nonsense just because somebody puts it out there. Nonsense is nonsense, whether it comes from a, 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 a person who dropped out of high school or from Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's still nonsense. Nobody has higher tech than we do. Therefore, if that is higher tech, it is higher tech than the human race has, period. So basically, it's extraterrestrial. So what they are saying to some people is basically a, a Giorgio Suclocus thing. They were leaking to the New York Times that, well, we're not saying it's extraterrestrial, but it's extraterrestrial. Exactly. Okay. So, that is so, a lot so of, true. Yeah. So a lot of people were – kind of, but it's not conclusive. It's not conclusive. But nevertheless, they leaked it. Now, what happens next? Thirteen days after that leak, they delivered ahead of the deadline – they shouldn't shock anybody – the classified report to Congress now, based on what – has turned up in these articles and so forth, it appears that this report, along with some briefings from people, including even the FBI of all, of all people or of all agencies, this was delivered to four congressional committees, the House and Senate uh, Intel and Armed Services Committees. That's four committees. It's approximately I, – I need to get an exact number, but I'm going to put it at around, I don't know, 60 people, 67 members of Congress. They delivered that the 16th, 17th. Not a lot of fanfare, but it did get, get out, and there were some articles that a brief and it took place, but not many, just just a few, and I monitor them all. It was a classified briefing. What more can you say? Okay, fine, but that was on the 16th, 17th. The focus was really on the public report. That's what everybody's waiting for, the public report, of course, the classified report. Who knows when you're going to get that, but the public report, and so the articles, scores of articles were written. New York Times, Washington Post, everywhere about what's in the public report. So the 25th comes along and out comes the Republic report. Only it's not been called a report. It's not called a report. It's called a preliminary assessment. That should have been your tip off right there. What in the hell is a preliminary assessment? But nevertheless, that's what it called. And it had six pages, a cover and two appendices. One of the appendices was kind of a joke. It was kind of a funny thing. It was couple definitions of what UAP means. It took up a quarter of a page. It was really quite embarrassing. And that was it. Now, there are a number of outright lies in this thing, and there's some statements in there that are so carelessly done that clearly they were in a rush. There's a whole lot of DOD speak and tons of acronyms. But how significant is it? Well, there's really only two fundamentally significant things in that preliminary assessment, though there are a few that one could read into it and go, okay, that's notable. The more you know, the more you might pick up on that, but the general public wouldn't have. But the two key things in there were, of the 144 sightings we saw or looked at, we could not find anything that confirmed extraterrestrial, and two, that technology is not something we have, which, as you may recall, is exactly what was leaked ahead of time to the New York Times on June the 3rd. So everybody was disappointed. Everybody was like, oh, man, this is not it. Now it's you know, all, the, all the usual conspiracy theories come out. It's a deep state move. It's a false flag, whatever the hell. 
Actually, it was absolutely brilliant strategy. Why? Let's be very clear. The Department of Defense has no desire to give a whole bunch of information about this issue to the American people in open setting. Absolutely none. There is no benefit to the DOD and a lot of potential problems to the DOD. For one reason, it's not their job. Spilling the beans on anything really exotic about this is not the job of the DOD. They're not supposed to be doing that, and they don't want to do it. So, but Rubio set it up. I mean, he set it up as a classified and a classified, I mean, a classified annex, and then a public report. So they had to come up with something, and so they came up with this six-page thing that was something. And they'd already alluded to it, so there was no shock, surprises, and uh, that was the best they could do. And everybody was unhappy, and I was thrilled because it confirmed the strategy. What is important here is not this silly preliminary assessment. It was the 73-page document and briefing given to four committees in Congress nine days ahead of time, so there wasn't a lot of attention on it. They could review it, look at it, think about it without the press bothering them, without the public bothering them, because the press and the public are all looking forward to the 25th. Perfect strategy. And let me give you another aspect of that strategy. The DOD is pretty knowledgeable. They, they know a lot about uh, how these things go. And I'm going to be just a little bit, how would you say, aggressive and say that I have 100% certainty that the DOD knew that that report was going to get leaked. And more than that, they wanted it to get leaked. Well, that's not unusual in Washington to leak something on quote-unquote background to journalists. Uh, Well, whatever. I don't think they care if the whole damn thing was leaked. But they knew that the the stuff that they were going to give to Congress, which was the meat on this entree, A lot of it was going to get leaked to the public, and they had no problem with that because, again, the DOD cannot be the entity providing these – the the, the spilling the the real beans to the American people. They pass that on to the Congress, and the Congress doesn't want to do it either. The Congress doesn't want to be spilling the beans. That's not their job either, so they're going to pass it on to to the hearing witnesses. And the hearing witnesses are just going to tell the truth, and that's going to lead to the one person that does have the prerogative to reveal these these things to the American people, and that's the president. So you see, if you look at this in the right way, all of this strategy is various entities and even some people making moves that end up putting this thing where it has to be, and that's in the hands of the president, to make the announcement. Uh, And this, of course, is probably appropriate. Secondly, it it makes them look better. In other words, the DOD wants to be seen like it's making progress and helping, right? And and if it does that, great. Now, you can do that without actually saying, oh, you know, we've got these uh, crash vehicles. Uh, Don't tell anybody they're in such and such a place. No, 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 no. They can look very helpful without having to cross the line they don't want to cross. Same thing with the Congress. And so 
when you look at it this way, everything is coming down exactly as it should if we are heading for the hearings, and hearings will lead to disclosure from the president. So, One I'm, thing I have to drop in here when it comes to hearings, and we want to forget the hearings back in the 60s conducted by sure. then-Congressman Gerald Ford. These days, there are some members of Congress who take hearings and they turn it into partisan spiels. Sure. And we know those people's names, and we don't want to mention those names here. You know who they are. They don't ask questions. They don't try to solicit information. They don't try to learn anything. They read from a prepared script. Sometimes they yell it at the top of their lungs. Nothing gets resolved. All they want to do is entertain people. Hopefully, there will be TV coverage. Now, something like this, the question would be, if there are hearings, how would this be organized? I'd like to get more of your feedback on that, Stephen, whether this will be something different and some way to eliminate the entertainment factor. We've got more to come with Stephen, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. 
Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. For over 20 years, Extendivite has been helping people. Here is a testimonial from Amazon.com. Glad I found this product. I am 51 years old and started getting headaches a couple of times a week. I went to the doctor and my blood pressure was a little high at around 150 over 95. I found out about Extendivite and I ordered some to try it. Immediately, I felt better and it lowered my blood pressure and my headaches went away almost instant. I have been taking it now for about four months, and I am so glad I found this product. You won't be disappointed. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So, more hearings on UFOs, UAPs, or whatever. Stephen Bassett, how do they deal with the entertainment factor? How do they make sure this thing gets the proper degree of coverage? It automatically gets the proper degree of coverage. And Rubio knows this. And Mellon knows this. Which is very helpful, by the way. There are aspects of the current historical circumstances that are favorable to this. So let me phrase it this way. We have a lot of dysfunction in our government right now and certainly in the Congress. This dysfunction turns up in a lot of different ways. One way it turns up is how they hold hearings. The hearings have become hyper-partisan political clown shows Okay, in which members of the committee – Whatever committee is holding hearing, if the issue – and there's plenty of hearings going on – well, not plenty, but there's a lot of hearings that go on during the year, many of which you never know about. And they're about plumbing and basic stuff, and and it's not that hyper-partisan. But when you get to the real issues, the intense stuff that are going to be covered on television, well, then they start putting on the show. And guess what? They've taken all kinds of grief about it. It's embarrassing, difficult. It inflames the opposition. You get all kinds of hate mail and stuff, and you look stupid. So clearly that's not ideal, but they're kind of stuck there. It's almost like if you're in the circus, then your job is to put on a clown show. Uh, If you don't want to put on the clown show, then leave the circus. But since they don't want to retire as members of Congress, they almost have no choice. And And it's tough. It's tough on everybody. Nobody wins. And then along comes this issue. 
which finally gets to the point where it's heading towards earrings. And they, they learn this over a period of a couple of years because of Mellon going up there and interviewing them and because of what they saw going on around them and discussions they've had amongst themselves. And they, at some point, and certainly Marco Rubio reached this point, they realize, wait a minute. If we actually bring up uh, dozens of military witnesses, men and women who have served the country, they've signed up to serve the country, took an oath to the Constitution, and then sit down, take another oath, and start telling us their stories and asking our questions. Men and women who we know their career, we know what they've done. There's no mysteries here. They're vetted. They're the, they're the best witnesses you could possibly have. And this issue is perhaps the greatest issue we will have ever conferred with or conferred on. And it gets even better because these hearings will probably have perhaps the largest audience any hearings have ever had ever. And it gets even better because there's basically no reason whatsoever for any committee member, whatever their party, to go into clown show mode. There just isn't. This is not a partisan matter. It is appropriately, without getting carried away, and has already been well portrayed as a national security matter. And so, wow, I could sit there and I could ask some very intelligent questions uh, of members of our of our military, Air Force, or even maybe some civilian people like NASA, whatever. And get intelligent responses. And I could look like a real member of Congress, like an intelligent, thoughtful person, because there is no reason to go and start putting on the political charade. And they think, when are we ever going to get a chance like this again? When are we going to get a chance to, to have a couple hundred million people watch us do our job right? And so I can assure you the last thing that any of those people want to do is to put on the kind of entertainment that you're talking about. They're going to be on their best behavior. They're going to score huge points. And like Rubio and Tucker Carlson, they're going to start getting a hell of a lot more favorable emails than ever in their career, perhaps. They may still get the odd you know, death threat, but whatever. Marco and, and Tucker, they're getting grave rev great reviews for the fact that they're engaging this issue because of its importance. And without a political bias, seemingly. And so every other member of Congress knows the same. So I'm not worried about that. In other words, there is a very good, good reason why every member of these four committees wants to have hearings. And by the way, we're already seeing the early stages of, how would you say, a competition on the matter? Marco Rubio isn't a powerful person. He, he was the, the chair of the Intel Committee. Well, now he's just a ranking member, but he's still the lead guy. He's out in front of this issue. Uh, in other words, in the entire Congress, he's out in front of the issue. Good for him. I give him, you know, strategically brilliant move. But he's not the only committee chair up there. And one has already mentioned we're going to have hearings twice. Now, this particular committee chair is a Democrat. His name is Andre Carson. Very powerful. Not because he's a chair of one of the four committees. He is a chair of the House Intelligence Subcommittee. On counterterrorism, counter, -terrorism, counter um, intel, and so forth, counter counter uh, uh, proliferation. 
a very, very important committee. He is the chair, and he was briefed, and he has already said twice, including on NBC, I think on Sunday, July the 4th of all times, that, yeah, yeah, we, we're going to have hearings in the near future. So what just happened there? Well, basically, Andre Carson was sending a message to Marco Rubio, I, I'm not a potted plant. Sure, you're out in front of this, but any one of us can at least call for hearings. I don't know if a subcommittee chair can force a hearing without permission from the committee chair, but whatever. So you're going to see more people on these four committees start to call for hearings as they compete with each other to get out in front of the issue or at least try to catch up with Marco Rubio. Again, I'm talking political strategy, Washington style, but that's the real world. That's what's happening. So that's already taken place. So it would appear that everything is moving along splendidly. And so then the question becomes, what next? Logically, what comes next is the actual call for the hearing. Not the, and I say the actual designation that there will be a hearing with a date. And who will that come from? Probably it comes from Marco Rubio or from Rubio and Mark Warner jointly because the Senate Intel Committee tends to operate that way. But what's the timing on that? Well, interestingly enough, and this was a coincidence – the deadline of June 25 for the public statement happened to just fall, and this was not, this again, coincidence, it happened just fall on the last day of the Senate session. So in addition to the fact that the Senate and the House had the classified report in their hands for nine days, uh, after the 25th, they, they went into, well, the Senate went into recess until August the, I'm sorry, until uh, July the 12th. That's what, another 17 days. The House had a few more days. Then it goes into recess and comes out of it later in uh, – actually, uh, 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 later in uh, July, late July. And so what does that mean? It means that the House and the Senate, as of the 12th, will have had, let's see, 21 days where they've had the, the, the material in their hands for review, consideration, and thought. Without really much pressure on them at all from the media or the public, though that may increase a little bit here. And uh, that's more than enough time to decide do they have hearings or not. And so when the Senate returns on the 12th, that's when you, you start thinking, OK, an announcement could come. Is Rubio going to act? Is Warner going to act? Are they going to say, yes, we're holding hearings and they will start on such and such a day? That's what's likely to happen next. Now. Is it possible that they'll slowball it and come out and say, look, yeah, we definitely have to have hearings, but look, we're busy right now. There's so many things going on. Maybe late fall, maybe early December, maybe next year. No, this isn't 1969. There's no Condon report. Blue Book is not going to be shut down. The studies are not going to be shut down. NICAP, meaning MUFON, is not going to be destroyed by the CIA. This isn't 1969. And I assure you, if they try to put these hearings off for months and months, the social media and the mainstream media blowback will be intense. And so they have got to call these, these things sooner. Now, there's one other strategic thing going on that is a little less clear but is definitely part of the strategy. Though it's a little, little more, I don't know, it's semi-disruptive. 
And that is going on over at the Department of Defense's Inspector General Office. Now, the Inspector General Office is a big deal. As we know, the Defense Department uh, gets $700, $800 billion a year in funding. God knows how much in black funding. It's probably $3 trillion in debt. It's a bigger economy than most of the countries of the world. So it has a – the Inspector General Office, which is supposedly an independent entity that that makes sure that everything is copacetic over there, is a very big operation. We'll talk more about the Inspector General. And there's some questions I want to ask about that, too, Stephen Bassett. More to come with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. We are GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. We've got listeners, lots of them. Around the world, around the clock, our listeners do what listeners do. They listen. And you know what listeners got? Needs. Needs for your products, your services, and money to buy those needs. With our network of over 1,000 radio stations, streaming on the web, and our satellite transmissions, we're reaching our listeners with quality conservative programming. But there's something our listeners don't have. Your offer to meet their needs. Any business needs buyers. But if our listeners don't hear your message, they're still going to buy what they need. Just not from your business. So let's fix this. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message for our GCN listeners. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. This is me, the Merciless. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, exactly according to my plan. Now, when you mentioned Inspector General, Stephen, I was thinking about Luis Elizondo and his complaint. Is that what you're getting into? Well, it's more than just that. It's more than just that. Again, I, I don't have the kind of information about this because this has not gotten much. I, I notified, you know, the, the White House chief, the White House bureau chief of the Washington Times that something that was going over at the IG's office. They haven't covered it yet. You know, the Washington Post has written, I say Times, Washington Post. The Washington Post has written 36 articles on the UAP ET issue since the TTSA was launched in October of 2017. That's more articles than they'd written on the subject in the previous six years. So I don't want to complain here. 
But when you come into something like the IG's office, they just can't take a tip and go run with it. So who knows? But I imagine they're starting to pay attention in any event. The IG was assigned by the Department of Defense, by the Defense Secretary of Defense, the role of, how would you say, overseeing the bringing together of the information in service to Marco Rubio's request in the uh, Intel Appropriations Bill. And they did this because the IG is an independent entity. This was their way of making the, the, the public feel more confident that they're not going to screw around with the info. Because, to be fair to the Department of Defense, there are a number of people and other websites and everything else putting forth rather extensive conspiracy theories explaining all of this in other terms, and that is an issue, right? It's a problem. So they did that. Oh, well, that's great. That's, a, that's, a, that's part of the strategy. But something developed that they may not have expected. In other words, this is kind of like a, a, a wild card. For a black swan event, people there are some people inside the DoD and always has been that were opposed to all of this happening. They, their attitude is, I, I don't care when the truth embargo ends as long as I'm dead. Or they're real idealists and they say this truth embargo should never end. It should, no one should ever know this ever until the end of time. Whatever they've always been there, but things move so fast they just could not get ahead of the issue, and so they were. Pushed to the side. However, as that report neared, as we as we got this thing further into play, I think they started to get more and more upset, and so they started to make some moves to see if they could. I don't know, slow it down. And part of these moves was to basically start passing around shade about Lou Elizondo. This was mostly internal. I mean, it wasn't. They weren't putting out in Facebook posts. This was internal stuff, denigrating, disparaging Elizondo. Elizondo got word of this. And he was not happy about it. Now, Elizondo spent most of his career undercover in some of the most dangerous places in the world, uh, which means that he's not a man to be easily intimidated. And I'm, I'm, that's a massive understatement, certainly not by a bunch of desk jockeys. And so he decided to push back. And so he approached the, the IG's office with his complaint, maybe even filed a written complaint. That this needs to stop. These are not true statements. They're undermining my my uh, my credibility or whatever, damage my reputation. And so, okay, so they're engaging him on that. Now, again, I'm speculating now, but this process put him in the door. So he's kind of now dealing with the IG. He's got a legitimate reason to deal with the IG, which would have been assigned by the, the Secretary of Defense to be the entity that oversees the report. So maybe he's getting a little feedback in this in this engagement where he's he's seeing how things come together. Maybe he's not pleased with it, not pleased with how this report's come together. I don't know. But for whatever reason, he decides he needs a backup, and so he hires Danny Sheehan, the well-known political activist. I'm not sorry, political activist, legal activist, who at one time was considered the most dangerous man in Washington, D.C., he he was getting involved in major cases involving major entities and just giving them all kinds of hell and grief. Uh, so much so that eventually they kind of schemed together and found a way to, to destroy his, his platform. It's called the Christic Institute. And they just took it to court and said, you're not really a nonprofit. You owe all the taxes back taxes uh, and, and, and you got to pay us or whatever. And so 
I think Lawrence Rockefeller ended up paying the back taxes, allowing Danny to kind of just leave town and go back to go to the West Coast, where he's continued to do activism all of these years, but not in cases with the profound public face of of what he was doing back in the 70s and so forth until Lou Elizondo calls. That was the obvious choice. Lou needed an attorney that was tough. Dan, Danny's much more controversial, uh, much more confrontational than I am. He needed a tough person who had been all in tough cases who just happened to be out on the UFO issue, UAP issue since the 2000. And so who, do you, who else do you call but Danny Sheehan? So now Danny Sheehan is in there with him. And they're having some pretty substantive exchanges. There's stuff going on. I don't know all the details. I'm not part of that. I just know this is kind of a side thing. To what extent it's affecting the overall strategy is not clear, but it is clearly putting more pressure on the DOD to play this as straight as possible and may ultimately quiet these people inside that are trying to cause problems uh, simply because they just can't bear to see the American people get the truth. I don't know. However, the one thing I can conclude and this is the most important thing your audience is going to hear tonight from me. And then I'll take your questions. It is quite evident to me that some time ago, 17, 18, the most important people within the military intelligence complex, the people at the high end of all the key agencies, who probably didn't know the TTSA was even a, a gleam in somebody's eye, but finally there it was, and then things started happening. That they have concluded that the truth embargo is done. It's pretty much baked. You just need to take it out of the oven and serve the damn thing. In other words, it's over after all these years, which is fine. But then once you conclude that, you have to decide how are you going to deal with it. And how they're dealing with it is in such a way as to not make things worse to try to look as good as possible, to try to be helpful but without crossing the line, and to try to move the thing where it's supposed to be, and that is in Congress with hearings leading to the president making the announcement, which is the way it's supposed to happen. In other words, the key people behind the truth embargo have basically uh, surrendered. And now it's just the process of how that surrender continues and gets taken, and everybody hopefully will act with, with dignity and, and humility and, uh, and a certain amount of respect, like the way the Civil War ended, whatever. That is what's going on. I'll take your questions. Wow, a lot to unpack there. Um, I think it's interesting that you started off comparing disclosure to a game. So if we look at this from the point of view of a basic game theory, the basic concept seems to be less like chess and more like hide-and-seek, where they hide the evidence and we have to find it. And they do their best to convolute everything so that we keep focusing on that's the object of the game when we already know alien visitation is real and they already know alien visitation is real, mm -hmm. but they're not admitting it. Not exactly. When you were a kid... I'm a, I think I'm – well, anybody in the baby boomer zone, I'm a baby boomer. Actually, I'm turning into a baby zoomer because I've done so many Zoom conferences, so I now call myself a baby zoomer, but whatever. Well, you're doing uh, Skype now, so it doesn't matter. I'm we'll call you a baby, you a baby, baby skyper. Baby yeah, exactly. Look, uh, 
you remember you had like a shelf there, maybe in a closet, could have been a bookshelf, and you had all your games there. Had your Monopoly and your Sorry and your Clue and all these games. And now you'd pull one out and play it, and maybe another time you'd pull another one out. Yeah, the game, you, you just referred to a game, yes. I want to be a spoiler game. here. I never really got into computer games. At all. I'm not talking computer games. I'm talking the one that came in the boxes. Oh, you mean like Remember? Monopoly, Monopoly. and stuff like that? I did a little yeah. bit of that stuff, yeah, yeah occasionally. Yeah, yeah. We got more to come. Yeah, more fun guess, and like, games like, with Stephen Bassett, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy. And one more thing. Stephen Bassett will join us for this weekend's episode of After the Powercast. After the Powercast is part of the Powercast Plus. For more information and quick sign-up, go to thepowercast.plus, thepowercast.plus. You're in the Powercast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Powercast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Powercast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the mineral doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. 
Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The Mech Tech Carbine Upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Okay, board games. Yeah, I did a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'd be in a house sometimes. It might be 20 of them there. The point I'm making is this. You referred to a game. You said, look, yeah, there's a game, hide-and-seek. Yeah, that was a previous game. That's not the game we're playing now. We're playing a different game. Game's changed. New game. Well, they still are hiding the evidence, and we're still trying to find it. So No, 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 no. Well, look, in other words, the (laughs) fundamental information is still classified. That hasn't changed. It's like they're holding the little toy flying saucer just out of reach of us little kids, and they're saying, you can't have it, you can't have it, but you can keep trying. No, no, that's not what's going on. If if that's what's going on, you wouldn't have a 73-page report delivered to 70 members of Congress along with a briefing with statements like you have seen in the public report. And by the way, there has been a leak, and I'll read that to you in a couple of minutes. What is going down is not that at all. What is going down is the stage is being set to get the key information that will allow for a confirmation. Now, remember, the purpose of this is to get hearings to allow the president to confirm the ET presence disclosure, capital D. Disclosure is just the confirmation that there's an extraterrestrial presence. That's all. It's not how many crash vehicles we have, where the bodies are kept, how many labs there are, what we know about this. No, no, no. That all comes post-disclosure. And how and when that happens is going to be determined then. But what all we're trying to do now is get the confirmation. Why? Because the only way to the rest of the information is through the disclosure door. You're not going to get that out before disclosure. Every effort to do that has basically failed. But you really think the president would be the one to make this official disclosure? It can only be the president to make that announcement. But we live in a country now where... One half of the members of one political party don't believe that guy's president. Well, that's that's their problem. That's their problem. The president will make a confirmation. They can believe it or not believe it. Don't care. 
History will believe it. But it gets better than that because he, other heads of state will follow. They're not going to sit there like with their thumb, you know, sitting on their thumb going, uh, oh, wow, I had no idea. No, no, no. All the major nations know there's an ET presence. And so the other heads of state will follow. Their public will say, why didn't it go first? And they'll say, well, we, we deferred to the United States. It is the leader of the Western world. It has more nukes than anybody else. Whatever. The point is, is that those that don't believe the president are going to end up having not to believe pretty much every head of state in the world, including probably Xi Jinping and Putin. So, no, I'm not worried about that. It must come from the president. And I assure you, in due course, it will be known worldwide. It won't take very long. It will be accepted fact. Look, there are people who still think that the world is flat. Let's don't waste any time on their thoughts on that. It's irrelevant to history. It's irrelevant to us. It may be fun for them. So that is the process underway. The past is not prologue. Just because things have happened a certain way in the past doesn't mean they're going to happen a certain way in the, in the future. I'm telling you what's going on. I'm showing you the strategy. That's not conjecture. That's what's happening. And the amount of press coverage is unprecedented. It's never been this great. Ridicule has practically disappeared. There's a few hangers on in the skeptic department, but they'll soon be forced to retreat into, I don't know, remote areas of the country and hide out for a while. We're completely in a different place. All things come to an end, including truth embargoes. Well, okay, so, hmm. Mm. Like, I hear what you're saying. It's not like... That's not happening. But I do think the other is happening as well. In other words, this is still the same game they've been playing since the Robertson panel. It's exactly the same game. How is it exactly the same? They know that they're real. And we know that they're real. But they put together a task force to say, okay, well, you know, we, we really don't have all the information and it, we need more study. I mean, look, there's only how many hundred and something reports they're looking at. There are literally tens of thousands of reports out there. Yeah. They yeah. already know. We know that they're giving us just nothing substantial at all to deal but with. Again, you, you, you can't say that. You, you do not know what was in the classified report. Now, let me give you the first leak. This may be a legitimate leak, all right? And I'm not going to try to over, overstate it, but it came through Richard Dolan. Now, Dolan's a reasonable source uh, for this. He's someone that could be contacted. He's been around a long time. Now, let me be clear about what we've got here. Someone, according to Richard, and he announced this two days ago uh, on his podcast. He's done several hundred of these podcasts. I still have to do mine. I've got to get on that. Anyway, the point is is that somebody that was in on the briefing at one of the committees, could have been a staffer, could have been a member, probably a staffer, told a relatively trusted source some information about it, a trusted source by Richard. That person wrote it down and then delivered it to Richard. Okay, So again, we're talking two parties. It's not a copy of a document. It is information provided probably verbally. That's what you do in a situation like that, written down and then sent to Richard as coming from the briefings that took place on the 16th. Richard then provided these to his people a couple days ago. I naturally jumped on it, and I'm milking it for all it's worth. Here is the first piece of information that actually may be from the classified report. There will be more. I'm going to read it. I'm not going to read it fast. I want people to understand this. 
The classified portion of the UAP report given to a select number of congressmen, it should say congresswomen, but that's our congresspersons, and senators relates to the following. One, energy propulsion systems, projects. Two, ion propulsion systems. Three, anti-gravity propulsion systems. Four, anti-matter propulsion systems. Five, ramjet hydrogen propulsion systems. Six, compressed nuclear propulsion systems. Seven, advanced use of exotic elements for energy research, in parentheses, ET-related items. Eight, the Kaesong Energy Propulsion System Research Project. And now, a paragraph. Listen to this paragraph very carefully. All these highly classified projects are under the control of the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, DARPA, and being managed by a classified group called Advanced Group 6. All funding for these projects is black confidential funds appropriated under intelligence operations costs. Some funds come from private contractors. Prototypes of flying craft. All right, now these are the two killer sentences. Listen carefully. Prototypes of flying crafts utilizing the above technology are being flown at Area 51 and Tonopah Air Force Base test range. Some of the UAPs observed in and around Nevada can be contributed. It should be attributed. So this is a typo, okay, which is notable. Can be attributed to crafts using the above propulsion systems. However, none of the experimental crafts have flown outside the Nellis test and training range. None of these experimental crafts can be contributed, it should say attributed, to the sightings photographed by the U.S. Navy. We are going to ask lots of questions with Stephen, <laughs> Gene, and Randall. You bet. You're in the Bearcast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. New COVID cases have been on the rise in nearly half of the U.S. states as the Delta variant of the virus became the dominant strain in the nation earlier this week. The more transmissible strain accounts for more than 80% of infections in some areas. 
A rise in cases of nearly 11% from last week has some officials reacting, with Rhode Island extending its state of emergency. Governor Daniel McKee says the action was necessary, even though 77% of his state's adult residents have received at least one dose of vaccine. He tells CNN why he felt the need to extend the emergency declaration. The pandemic is not over, uh, and we need to make sure that uh, we stay on, uh, you know, on our guard. Uh, and so extending the emergency uh, you know, declaration, matching it up with the, with the federal uh, designation made sense for Rhode Island. So what will it do practically, though, in terms of isolation and quarantine for residents there? What, what does it mean on the practical level? You're listening to USA Radio News. A pair of Confederate statues coming down Saturday in Charlottesville, Virginia. Mike Fortier reports. Applause in Charlottesville, Virginia this morning as a statue of Robert E. Lee is lifted off its base at Market Street Park. The statue first erected about 100 years ago. The city council voting four years ago to remove the statue. The legal battle that followed coming to an end three months ago after a ruling by the state Supreme Court. A statue of Stonewall Jackson also coming down today. From the USA Radio News Florida Bureau, I'm Mike Fortier. And the confirmed death toll from the Florida condominium collapse has risen to 86, with 43 people still unaccounted for as recovery operations went through their 17th day. A safety review of buildings in the area prompted by the collapse has closed the Miami-Dade County Courthouse. County leaders say the building will begin undergoing emergency repairs after an engineer's report recommended that floors 16 and above in the 28-floor structure be closed. County officials decided to completely close the building, sending employees back to working remotely from home. This is USA Radio News. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. Have you been diagnosed with cancer? Are you one of the millions who have taken Zantac or other generic versions of this popular drug to help treat stomach issues? Then pay close attention to this message. The FDA said it detected low levels of a probable cancer-causing chemical known as NDMA in Zantac and other generic forms of this popular drug. They've banned sales and even removed it from the market. If you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've taken Zantac or a generic equivalent, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-998-7173-800-998-7173-800-998-7173. That's 800-998-7173. Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. The first question I'm going to ask of Stephen Bassett after hearing this explanation, reading this material, forgetting the errors in it, do we really think it's real? Here is my assessment. First of all, it's a little rough around the edges, but you would expect that from something that was verbally reported to a second person who then wrote it down and gave it to Richard. So I'm not too concerned about that. Secondly, it makes some very clear references here. Probably the most significant is that the DARPA propulsion systems are being managed by a classified group called Advanced Group 6. So... If you're going to put together a piece of nonsense in order to distract, making a direct reference like that opens you wide, opens you up, because it will be very easy for that to be confirmed. Even if Advanced Group 6 fully classified, 
another piece of information or one member could simply indicate, yes, there is an advanced group six. So I noted that. All right. Secondly, we know that they've been testing craft of some type or another over the Nellis. They've been filmed. It's one of the reasons why I, for like many of my colleagues, has been convinced that we have our own version of anti-gravitic craft, maybe not at the technological level of the ETs. we actually seen them flying over the base. There's no shock there. So that kind of holds up. DARPA holds up. Uh, the fact that they don't fly them outside the Nellis test range, this is hardly rocket science here. I mean, this is brought up all the time, and I understand it. But, I mean, uh, again, when it comes to de- skepticism and debunking, there are no rules. But the idea that our advanced propulsion systems are being flown over Arizona or Ohio or around our aircraft carriers is just one of the dumbest ideas ever conceived. It just isn't going to happen. So that's certainly in line with not only common sense but what would be appropriate policy, so that's good. But let's look at it overall. Remember, the report they got was 73 pages. Okay. What is the essence of this one piece of information? What, what happened here? What happened is that if this is valid, a lot of members of Congress on these four key committees were given some basic information about the absolute upper level of our propulsion system research, much of which they probably had the slightest idea even existed. Oh, that's pretty cool. That, that's a significant step forward. Uh, you provide that kind of information to Congress, it's going to leak. And it will leak. It may already have leaked, and the, the Department of Defense fully expected it to and wanted it to. All right, so now what they've said is, you know, this is what we're doing. We're working on these systems. And by the way, one of them, they, they've admitted to anti-gravitic propulsion systems. They've admitted that they are doing work on it, which opens the door to, well, how far have you gone? But prior to this, they never acknowledged that they were, they were doing anti-gravitic propulsion system work. So that's a pretty significant reveal right there. But say they announced that these are what we're working on here. And then they go to great lengths to point out that, yeah, we work on them. We fly them over the Nellis test range. We sure as hell don't fly them anywhere else. And none of these programs are represented by the footage delivered to the New York Times. Can you, can you connect in the dots here? They are reinforcing the fact that, yeah, we've got heavy stuff, but it ain't that stuff. And if you look at the list of stuff they got, they got some pretty advanced stuff. And so if what is in the Nimitz video isn't on that list of stuff, then I assure you it was not made by a human being. It is not flown by a human being. It is not controlled by a human being. It is extraterrestrial-based craft without saying it. In other words… Everybody wants to get to the same place, congressional hearings, and they're having to do it after 75 years of a truth embargo. And so this, this involves strategy. It involves public relations. It involves a whole lot of things. But one of the things it definitely involves is this. You know it's extraterrestrial. The public knows. The public knows that you know. You know that the public knows that you know that the public knows it's extraterrestrial, but you can't say it's extraterrestrial because that has to come from the president of the United States. And so you got to go through all of this rigmarole because getting out from under a 75-year-old truth embargo is not something you can just do in a couple of weeks. Yeah, throw together a program, put out a press release, let's get this over with. No, 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 no. This is a very complicated, difficult thing that they're doing. 
It's taken far too long. It would have happened a lot sooner, but we had a an interesting historical right turn that we took. And then a pandemic showed up, whatever. At least we haven't been hit by a meteorite or a, a 10.9 earthquake. But nevertheless, all things come to an end. It's coming to an end now. So again, that's my interpretation of this. I'm eager to find out if there's any confirmation. I assume there'll be more leaks. I am pretty sure if Richard somehow figures out he's been uh, sent a uh, curveball by somebody he trusts, or that person got the curveball, he will be the first to come forward and say, you got to set that aside. I don't think it's valid. Well, it's some idiot Richard trying to have fun. Get involved in stuff like this before, and it's turned, you know, it's, we all have. And, and we've got to remember that these guys are experts at disinformation. And that's giving, you know, part of the truth, along with some stuff that's just completely not true at all, in order to give an impression to maybe a foreign adversary that we've got something that they don't. And they do it in this roundabout way. It's just a part of the way they play the game. But one thing is certain, Stephen, and I really would love to see disclosure. I, I think it could just happen. I don't know for sure. But what they've been doing since the Robertson panel is using the old bait and switch routine consistently. And that's where they build this all up to think that we're going to get something. And then they pop the bubble at the end and say, well, no, it all turned out to just be swamp gas. And you know, how many times are we going to fall for it? That's a rhetorical question. The Robertson panel was 67 years ago. But they've been doing it since then consistently yeah. with everything so, all the way along. And so if, if the answer to your question, why aren't they doing it now? What has changed that has forced them to change their strategy? In other words, why isn't it business as usual? which I'm sure there are quite a few people in the military intelligence complex that would prefer it was business as usual, as I've said that before. And the answer is pretty simple. In spite of its name, to the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, uh, it was a strategic move by people within the MIC. It caught the MIC by surprise. They had the goods. They delivered to the New York Times. The New York Times vetted it all and put it out. And once those two stories were published, there could be no going back. It was over. And since then, you have seen the truth embargo slowly unraveling. It, it's, it would have unraveled a lot quicker, but the election went a different way. That stretched it out, which in a way, I mean, it was historically delayed, which for a lot of people translate as more bait and switch, more delay and so forth. But in this case, it was legitimately delayed. Um, it, it, the, the To The Stars pr project was absolutely uh, thrown up in the air when that election went the other way, not to mention that their approach to the Democratic National Committee or the approach to Podesta, who was the campaign chair for Clinton, in advance of this, anticipating what was going to happen, uh, got fully exposed by the WikiLeaks stomp. They didn't see that coming. So that was a mess. So history is messy. Now, look at every, every major thing in history. Go look at it. Study it. You'll find, well, there was a plan. And then yeah, I got thrown up in the air. But then in the end, the final result took place. And so, but after 70, this was 2013, after 70, um, 66 uh, years, um, 
of truth embargo, I can appreciate why most people would say, how can it possibly change? What could make it different? I, I appreciate that. But all things come to an end. And just like when I used to do triathlons, I mean, it went on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And about 15 miles into the marathon, I'm thinking this is never going to end. Let's go and then, on and on with these announcements. And yes. more to come with Stephen Rassett and Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Avian Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses. Your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day, but supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? 
$1,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Oh, we're making all sorts of progress here. By the way, there's so much to talk about. Stephen will return with our premium show after the PowerCast. You'll want to hear that. Randall, before Stephen goes on, you have some questions. You want something clarified at all? Well, not so much at this particular point do I have any necessarily specific questions, but I really love the conversation here because, you know, although I, I, I question Stephen, some of some of your assumptions, I still think that we're on the same page in terms of, of what we believe to be the case. Along the way here, I was listening on the radio and someone said that, and I'm sorry that I don't recall exactly who this was, but they'd heard that this task force or someone connected with it has confirmed that the objects in question here that they haven't been able to identify are not only not ours, but nobody else's either. And that was part of what was told to people in this uh, briefing that we haven't seen yet. Have, have you heard the same thing? Oh, there has been a lot of info popping up everywhere. This is, again, another reason this is in 1969 is, well, the Internet, social media, email, podcasting, massive global instant communication, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I can't keep up with all the various things that come out. And I'm not going to track them down because I'm focused on the key stuff. Well, that's pretty key stuff. I mean, but, if, it's, but, if, they, if they're admitting it's not, you know, ours over here and it's not theirs over there, then we're really only left with one conclusion. But that's not new. Look, if you look at everything that the, the TTS, TTSA people have been saying, focusing on primarily on Mellon and Elizondo and for the last three years, and then you look at what – the responses from the DOD on the Intel report, it's all pretty much saying the same thing. We're not saying it's extraterrestrial, but it's extraterrestrial. And anybody should have a reasonable question there. Why don't they just say it's extraterrestrial? Because the truth embargo says you can't do that. And the truth embargo isn't over. And until it's over, then you can do it. But first, you got to get it over. And so it's not quite a catch-22. Now, is this, is this fully adult? No. Is there a better way to do this? Maybe. 
But when you look at all the entities and people and agencies involved, the idea that the ideal way to get this done is going to emerge, no. What's happening is a functional solution that's moving forward that ultimately lead to where we have to go. We should be pleased about that. That's a lot. That's a lot. So I'm not too concerned. The one of the other things, though, that I love watching is how uh, peripheral people and agencies or entities are dealing with this. In other words, they're not people that are fundamental to the strategy, but they are people that have been touched by this issue, have engaged it in some way, and maybe have something at stake. Two perfect examples are former CIA director Brennan and Woolsey. Now, 20 years ago, you tried to pin Woolsey down on this, and he's going to blow you away. He got drawn into this by Greer, and then he lied about that later on. Now he's coming forward and saying, you know, I, I don't think we can explain this phenomenon. Brennan did the same thing. Norquist did the same thing. He was head of uh, – he was the national you – know, director of national intelligence. Why are these people doing this? Norquist isn't in government anymore. Neither is Brennan. Neither is Wolsey. They're retired and they're old. Why are they doing this? Well, you see, I'm going to stop for a second here because that's a big point I've raised too. We have even Senator Marco Rubio. He wants to be president of the United States. Why would he even touch this with a 10-foot pole? Why because Brennan? Why Woolsey? Why Mellon? Why any of these yeah. people would be saying the same thing? It sounds like their responses are almost scripted. Well, not so much scripted is that they're appropriate. Remember what I said about how the New York Times article plus the unidentified show and what was just following up was demonstrating to people all over the – well, people that were paying attention throughout military and complexes all over the world and certainly the U.S. that apparently it was okay to talk about this now. Remember when pilots couldn't talk about it? Now they can't. Remember civilian pilots couldn't talk about it? Now they can't. In other words – it, the door is open. No, there's no guard on the door. There's not going to be guys in black suits turning up at your house threatening your life or something. And so once you go there, then the floodgates start to open. But it's not just people with something to say. It's people with something to lose. And so I have come up with a metaphor for this. You know me. I am the master of metaphor. And so the metaphor I use in this case is called the disclosure train. Disclosure, the formal acknowledgement of the ET presence, will come from the president or another head of state. The moment those words come out, the disclosure train leaves the station. It's been warming up for some time now, stocking up the dining cars, you know, cleaning everything up, getting everything ready, bringing in the hors d'oeuvres, the champagne, all that. But when disclosure happens, the train leaves the station, and every person out there – whether you're Shostak or Neil deGrasse Tyson or whether you're Admiral Woolsey – and Admiral Woolsey, CIA Director Woolsey, Brennan Norquist, Avi Loeb, a noted scientist at Harvard, and on and on and on. Or agencies, the Air Force, the Navy, the, the, the Army. The Air Force in particular has got to make a decision here pretty soon. Everybody and every entity has a simple decision to make. When the train leaves the station, am I going to be on it or am I going to be still on the platform? Now, if they're on the train, and I'm going to do everything I can to get in. I'm going to, on the train already, and you guys are already on the train, but I'm going to try to sneak into that front car where the hors d'oeuvres are going to be the best. In, anyway, but who knows? I'm just happy to be on the train. Anyway, <laughs> you're on the train. Okay, great. But if you're not, you're on the platform. And guess what? The train has left the station. Disclosure has happened. You, you go, well, you know, I 
probably should have done something there. And you turn around to go back home, and several thousand reporters are standing there on the platform behind you with a lot of questions to ask. Uh, CIA Director Woolsey, did you know there was an ET presence? I mean, really? I mean, you were the CIA director. Are you saying you never knew? Have you ever heard of Richard Dolan or Stan Friedman? Have you read any books? Seen any docs? How did you miss it? Oh, you did know. Then why didn't you tell us? And it just goes downhill from there. If you're a former NASA administrator, and it won't be Bill Nelson. Bill Nelson is already on the disclosure trade. He's the first administrator of NASA to ever indicate that NASA was going to investigate UAPs. And it just so happens he's the first senator to ever administer NASA. And when he was a senator, he was on the, wait for it, the Senate Intel Committee. But whatever. He's on the train. And so you're going to have all these awful questions to answer. And ain't going to be nothing you can do. Train's gone. You can say, look, I should have said something. I should have said the truth. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. They're going to say, screw you. And so I'm telling everybody out there right now, all the former directors of everything, right? If you're public, look, if you're a purely private person, a retired military person with no public presence and you knew but you didn't say anything, that's okay. You're, you're fine. But if you're somebody that's gone on record with the BS, the nonsense, and particularly if you are Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson, oh, my Lord, I feel for this poor man. <laughs> you have got to make a decision. You better get on that train pretty quickly or you're going to be on the platform, and that is not someplace you want to be. Oh, and he'd say he'd be like one of the first people on board if there was sufficient evidence, you know. But uh, that'll be know. too late. The evidence is now <laughs> confirmed. The train's left, and he can say anything as want. The press is going to eviscerate him. Though uh, I, I would not be surprised if the train leaves the station and he immediately goes to his smartphone before before the press descend upon him and put out a powerful tweet that. Uh, well, in case you were wondering, I am the leading expert on the extraterrestrial issue, probably <laughs> living today. Well, the so, question I have also so, is they know who you are, Stephen Bassett. Why aren't the phones ringing? Why isn't Marco, little Marco, on the phone? Hey, Stephen, what is it? What gives? Look, there is a very good reason why the To The Stars Academy people, by and large, avoided the community uh, right but to the stars academy they haven't been doing anything lately that i've heard of elizondo is gone from there is melon still involved you hear very little except i think i saw one interview with to the stars academy think of the to the stars academy is a part of a three-stage rocket it was the big booster that got things going and then once that is accomplished, it drops off a little bit, drops off, and then the second stage comes in. Okay, so and to the Stars Academy, that's gone. We don't know if the stage no, lands not or not because not we're not it's, it's, assuming that they're using SpaceX for their no, no, stages. No, no, no. The we got more to come with Stephen Bassett. Gene and Randall, you're in oh, the Paracast. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today.
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hey folks, Tom D. for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, crop circles, and more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people who seek a little more than the other dating services offer. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and you want to connect with others, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. So many people want to share their experiences with the paranormal, the afterlife, the unusual, and this is the place to meet and share common interests with those of like minds. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. Use the code word GEORGE and start meeting others. Get going now and connect with someone you like. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So I want to get into an argument about whether they use the SpaceX reusables for their rocket stage. But go ahead, Stephen Bassett. Uh, I wasn't referring to SpaceX. I was referring to a metaphor. Remember, I'm the king of metaphors. I know, I know. Yeah, okay. So so the Two Stars Academy still exists. It did its fundamental job. It has it's it, it's probably going to do very well in the post disclosure world, I assure you. It's going to raise a bunch more money and it's going to be a player. But in terms of the fundamental agenda, it did its job. And then the next stage was the hearing process. And ultimately Mellon and Elizondo had to step away because the final process of putting hearings together and working with staffers on the Hill, really they had to be as individuals with their credentials. They couldn't be part of a public service organization with a multiple gen, uh, emissions statement. Uh, the Hill doesn't want to negotiate with an entity like that. And so they had to step away. It, it's, it's perfectly appropriate. Justice stepped away as well. I wasn't sure about that, but I think I may know why. These are the three key people in that group, always have been. Uh, Justice prefers to stay in the background, but his importance will come out soon enough. So th- there's no disparaging of the TTSA. They did their job. They did a great job, and they they will be they will reemerge in time. But right now, th- they're not the focus. The focus is getting the hearings, and that's underway, and that's being handled by uh, well, it's it's being significantly impacted by by Mellon and Elizondo. Those are the key players right now. Elizondo's got a little distraction over at the IG's office. But overall, these are not particularly big deals. Okay. 
want to ask you about those distractions because these are things that get press. So, for example, Elizondo is saying that they disappeared his emails. Yeah, that came out apparently in the discussions. Right. Uh, he, was, he was probably pressing for those emails because some of them may have reflected some of the disparagement he was getting. They said they, they, they didn't have them. Danny, of course, wasn't buying that. Neither am I. Uh, what, what they really mean is that, well, you know, they're not there, but they're somewhere. In other words, one of the things going on on there is, is Elizondo has a problem with certain people in the DOD that have been playing with him. I get it. Now, I'm a little concerned because I don't want this – what's going on down there to be about Lou. I mean I, I think these things can be resolved at some point, but this is much bigger than Lou Elizondo. And so I'd much prefer that he, he was not distracted and able to be ready to go in terms of helping them make decision about which military witnesses to bring forward. But you know, he has a right to defend himself, and there may be other reasons. Or maybe maybe it, uh, it was just an excuse to get in the door. I don't know. But, you know, I have uh, another question, Stephen, that occurs to yeah. me through all this. Why ignore the past history of the UFO field? Why Stick it in a little box. It's all about the stuff they looked into now, the 140-odd cases. What about all the rest, 74 years of history? The answer to all the questions like that is, is fairly straightforward. The whole agenda here is to end the truth embargo. That's the agenda. Ending the truth embargo is getting the president to confirm the ET presence. It's not about unloading or somehow covering all the history. We've been down there many times. And by the way, to truly engage this history, you need to be in the post-disclosure world. Trying to engage the full history of this in the pre-disclosure world is brutal and endless. But you know, we've made some progress. Why is it brutal is- and endless? Why not? Why, why brutal why? and endless? I knew them well. They, they showed up yesterday and it was hard to deal with. But seriously, why brutal and endless? And I, why not at least refer to it in a general summary? Because if the goal was to get the truth embargo ended, and if the goal was in order to do that, you had to get hearings. In order to get hearings, you need to convince committee chairs in the Congress that it's politically safe and appropriate to actually call for hearings. And you don't need to dump on them 70 years of the whole history of this field, which they have the slightest possibility of being able to absorb, that's filled with all kinds of complicated stuff, including stuff that's quite true but simply not engageable before disclosure has taken place. That's not going to help you. You, you. you sort of set the entire history aside and you start off from a, a, a new starting point, and that starting point is the Nimitz event, 2004. And so what you present to the New York Times is the Nimitz event. You don't present the New York Times Roswell or, or uh, Rendlesham Forest or any one of 10,000 cases or Project Blue. No, no, no. You, you go to them with the Nimitz case and the witnesses, which they can put their uh, minds around and, and act on. And the rest has got to be kept out because it's simply you, – you can't get an elephant through the door. You might get a llama through the door, but you're not getting an elephant through the door. So don't try. And so the idea is to keep it straightforward and don't say extraterrestrial because that, that makes it harder to make that political decision to hold hearings. And that's one thing. And you 
Oh, and, and, and of course, and this is the most important thing, not the most important thing, but this is very critical. Without question, the absolute most appropriate and safest way for the United States Congress, which has not exactly been a pillar of courage for a while now, for even good people to call for hearings is a national security platform. Does the phenomena as it's represented in the Nimitz case and other events since then, which puts this back to 2004, which is what? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's 17 years. It's not that long. Does that justify a national security analysis of this? Well, of course it does. And for somebody that's on the fence, you just say – you just talk to them. you know about nuclear weapons tampering? And I assure you the nuclear weapons tampering military witnesses are going to be in the hearings right off the bat. And so there is a legitimate – and so you present it that way. You use the word threat. It's best if you use the, potent word, the phrase potential threat, which they do as well. But not surprisingly, in the, the, the come and the go and all this – Threat gets emphasized. Some people overemphasize it. But all it really means is this. Does this phenomena represent a potential national security issue? Absolutely. And therefore, any member of Congress that calls for hearings and want to know why the hell are you holding hearings on this UFET thing? Well, because there's some clear national security implications. Well, exactly. Okay, so I think that what we've got is, you know, more than two players, right? There's, like yeah. you were saying, Stephen, like there's, like there's us, like we know they're they're real. There's there's the them, and they know they're real. And then there's people who really don't know one way or the other, and I don't think they care. I I, I think that they're just using UFOs as a MacGuffin that's necessary to help further their own motivation and one of them is definitely monetary you can read it right in this report where it says increase investment in research and development the uap task force has indicated that additional funding for research and development could further the future study of the topics laid out in this report such investments should be guided by a uap collection strategy uap r and d technical roadmap and a UAP program plan. Mm. Well, okay, isn't that all just wonderful for somebody who's got to shell out for that? Uh, well, first of all, uh, again, they... Well, that's not the only spot. They're in great big bold letters, right? It's explaining UAP will require analytic collection and resource investment. Mm -hmm. Investment, money, monetary... <laughs> Let me – let me. I don't want to shock you or anything. You know, follow when, the money. When, <laughs> when, when the announcement of the ET presence comes out and we enter the post-disclosure world, the amount of money that's going to be spent on that subject and research and new research is going to be enormous. The amount of money that's going to change hands is going to be enormous. Uh, so that's a given. We'll be back with Stephen Bassett. More to talk about in just a few moments. I mean, with Stephen, you just say go. And we sit back and relax and let him tell us what's happening. More to come with Gene and Randall. You're in the Bearcast. <laughs> Yeah. 
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Yes, the pandemic is coming to an end. Restrictions are coming to an end. But body aches and pains never seem to end. That's why you need to click sunny-bay.com for the best sleep you can get. Sunny Bay's legendary products can help, like our lavender stress-reducing products, locally sourced and handmade in the USA. Or try Sunny Bay's award-winning pillows for traveling or extra neck support while sleeping. No need for pills or expensive chiropractic visits. Our neck support pillows are that good. Sunny Bay is a homegrown small business, but our products are designed and rigorously tested based on your demand and feedback. And they make great gifts for mom, dad, or anyone. Find Sunny Bay products on Amazon, Walmart, Etsy, or at sunny-bay.com. And right now, get free heat patches and a belt with any purchase. So remember, Sunny Bay heating pads, neck pillows, and stress-relieving hot or cold wraps. As restrictions come to an end and you get back to work, do it the healthy way with Sunny Bay. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses. Your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at ImmuneSupportNow.com. That's ImmuneSupportNow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. 
If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Now, that's another interesting point, too. If you're going to increase expenditures for UAP research and collection, that is an issue for Congress to deal with because the people on the Appropriations Committee have to somewhere put in the entries that specify the number of dollars they're going to spend. Yeah, again, step back from the painting a little bit, see the whole picture. Once the extraterrestrial presence is confirmed, I really don't think anybody's going to be able to put any spending bills uh, bills in to spend money on trying to confirm if they're extraterrestrial because that's already confirmed. And then in the post-disclosure era, where there will be a lot more hearings, I mean like in lots of hearings, in those hearings it will come out, what we already know, is that, well, we've been spending huge sums of money investigating the phenomena for 70 years. And so these statements that they're making become moot how else can they say it? If, if, for one, th- they can't say, look, and we recommend that since we know they're extraterrestrial, that we start spending some money and trying to figure what star system they come from. They can't say that. And by the way, talking about the fact that money may, may, may have to be raised, well, if you're a member of Congress, you're already thinking that some of that money's coming to your – if it were raised, would come to your district. In other words, even though – they know a lot about this, and we know a lot about this, and we know that they know a lot about this. That doesn't change the fact that the way this has to be unraveled is the way it has to be unraveled. Right? I mean, there are other ways, I suppose, we could go about it. But right now, the Defense Department has got to cover itself. The Navy's got to cover itself. The Air Force isn't doing anything. Maybe they're just going to resign and disband the whole damn thing, turn it all over to the Space Force. Everybody is trying to conduct this in a way that minimizes the problems they might face. That's why I call it a public relations extrication program. We're not just ending a lie. We're extricating ourselves. I say the government is extricating itself out from under a 74-year extensive embargo, which involved countless lying, all for national security reasons, and legal. So it's not like, gee, I – I, I told I told my parents a lie last month, and now I got to tell them the truth. No, this is high level chess. This is three dimensional chess. This is not easy, and there are so many parties involved that it's got to be handled in such a way that uh, you got minimal damage. This is, but hey. The people involved are people that won the Cold War, won World War II, have massive computers to deal with, are professionals at gaming out everything. Like what happens if Greenland suddenly melts? They got a whole probably program telling them 18 things that might happen. Yeah, but we had a president who wanted to sell Greenland or buy it or something. (laughs) That's true. Bobby didn't think it through. Yeah, write a check tomorrow. I want Greenland. 
you know, I'll carry it's it home on my idea. back. By the way, don't don't be shocked that, that Joe Biden is keeping his hands completely off of this. Uh, he's not going to be doing a Podesta or a Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton. He is staying as far away as possible, which, by the way, because of his career, he, he always pretty much stayed away. Do I think he knows about it? Absolutely. He was tipped off by the Clintons, minimal, if not Obama. But he's staying away. Why, why is that a good move in this three-dimensional chess game? Because to the extent that this is handed to him by the testimony of the hearings – Extraordinary testimony from dozens and dozens of highly respected military, mostly inactive, retired people. Then he is in a position to say, wow, I sort of wondered if there was something going on here. But clearly, based on this testimony, something is going on. And I've looked at it. My top people at the Pentagon looked at it. I've talked with congressional leaders. And we conclude that the testimony has convinced us that there is an extraterrestrial presence. And to the extent he stayed out of it, it looks like Joe is coming to that conclusion right along with the rest of us. You see how much better that is than a president just wakes up one day and says, I can't keep this on any longer. I can't lie anymore to you. I've always known they were ETs. All my predecessors knew. So I'm telling you today, don't be too hard on us. No. That's not the way things work. And so, again, he's going to stay out of it. He was even asked something, and he kind of laughed it off. Ah, probably not a bad thing. Basically, he's basically saying, I'm watching this. I don't, I don't know what it means yet. I have decided I got other things to do, too. Things are kind of busy right now, but he's staying out of it, and that's the way it should be. That, that's the ideal situation. The hearings will, of course, bring it right to his doorstep. Well, also – the press will ask him. He doesn't hold that many yeah. press conferences, but he does hold press availabilities where yeah. after a short speech, they'll ask him a question or two. Biden isn't always as disciplined as others. He's been known over the years as Gaff City, although yeah. in yeah, this bad. current term, he seems to be under control for the most part. You know what a gaffe is? A real gaffe is... When you misconstrue a report coming in from the intel department and accidentally bomb a ship that you thought was Chinese, but it turns out to be, to be I don't know, a Peruvian tanker or something, that is a gaffe. we got to watch out for those Peruvian tankers, though. Yeah, yeah. The kinds of things that people are talking gaffes, I am unimpressed. All right. And so when they start attributing gaffes to something really meaningful, I might give a damn what they think about that. But in terms of how he's handling this so far, he's doing pretty well. Now, there are questions being asked of the administration. And let me go there because that gets pretty interesting. Saki, of course, is the press secretary. She's been asked a couple of questions and she has handled them in a straightforward way. Uh, better than pretty much we've seen in the past. She clearly isn't dismissing it, and but she's referring it down the road because she she can't go there either. But nevertheless, they're handling it appropriately. But you want to know what was really telling? This is great stuff. There is there has been maybe the, maybe Biden is not giving as many press conferences people would like, though, compared to the previous administration, I don't think there's any comparison whatsoever. However, 
there have been plenty of press conferences over at the Department of Defense. Remember the Department of Defense? And they have a press secretary too, and his name is John Kirby, and his, his, his position is pretty much as powerful as Saki's position as press secretary to the president. And this issue has come up. Let me show you how it came up. And by the way, it's come up in exactly the same context as when the lead came out from the DOD to the New York Times, June 3, roughly around that time. Okay, So it's virtually simultaneous. Now, most people simply they – don't, they don't film. They don't show, except maybe on C-SPAN 9 or something. They, they don't show the press, press briefings over at the Pentagon. Uh, but you can find them. Go to just put defense press briefings in Google and up they come. You can read them for days and days. Let We're going to do back. our break now and we'll talk more about this okay. with Stephen, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now? Hi, I'm Jamel Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor, Dr. Joel Wallach at Wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to TeamGaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form, and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's TeamGaday.com with longevity. TeamGaday.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. President Biden calls for an end to the non-compete clauses imposed by large companies on workers. You can't leave Burger King or go to McDonald's. Come on. Is there a trade secret about what's inside that patty? He signed an executive order that includes more than 70 actions to lower prices for families, increase wages for workers, and promote innovation and faster economic growth. Capitalism without competition isn't capitalism. It's exploitation. Without healthy competition, big players can change and charge whatever they want and treat you however they want. Haiti is still asking for investigative help after the assassination of their president, Jovenel Moise. The White House said that senior FBI and Department of Homeland Security officials would be visiting Haiti soon. This is USA Radio News. Could the big ransomware attack that happened earlier this month have been avoided? According to USA Radio Network's Brad Bernard, there were warning signs. Executives at Miami-based Kaseya Limited were warned of critical security flaws in its software before a ransomware attack this month that affected as many as 1,500 companies. This was an attack that sort of hitched a ride on IT management software. So the original sort of attack was on Kaseya, which has uh, this, this management software that it distributes to clients and distributes updates over that software. These clients then in turn have their own clients who they use that software to sort of help manage their 
IT operations. Flights were grounded and two terminals were evacuated at the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport in Florida after authorities received word of a bomb threat. The sheriff's office cleared the scene after no explosive devices were found. You're listening to USA Radio News. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, stimulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. This is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. If you're just tuning in, it's hard to summarize everything except that we have the Pentagon UAP Task Force report leaked on June 3rd, officially released on the 25th of June, and what it all means is complicated, and Stephen Bassett, UFO lobbyist, is trying to uncomplicate it, if that's possible. (laughs) This is going to be fun. Here's a fun time for us. I'm referring now to the June 1st press conference at the Department of Defense, which is attended by the Pentagon press uh, correspondence. I'm going to tell you, the DOD Pentagon correspondents are in a collective, a higher level of correspondence than what is represented at the White House press conferences. Okay, I'm just saying that's the way. These are very sharp people. In order to be a correspondent of the DoD, you got to know a lot about national defense, nuclear proliferation, and a whole lot of stuff. All right, so there's the sharp people. So I'm referring to June one. Press Secretary John Kirby is taking questions. And I don't know, about a third of the way through, up comes this question. And this is appropriate. They do not indicate uh, who, who the reporter is. They simply indicate the question. If one were to watch it, I think you might be able to know what reporter is saying. What, but it's, it's not important for right now. Question. A quick question on the coming UAP reports. This is two days before that leaked in the New York Times, remember? There's been some reporting that this could be coming as soon as this week. Interesting. I had heard nothing that the public report would be coming out within a week. That would put it up around, what, the 8th or something? However, the classified report did come early on the 16th. Or maybe even tomorrow. Can you say anything about what timing we should actually expect? Kirby comes back with the what report, Matt? Now, people jump all over that, okay? But remember, UAP is the term we're using now, very intentionally so to refer to UFO. 
because UFO is destroyed, ruined, bastardized, corrupted by the truth embargo deliberately and therefore is utterly worthless. UAP means exactly the same thing, but it doesn't carry the rust, the corrosion. Well, and so forth. I don't, I'd have to disagree with you there. I mean, right in this report, it defines unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP, as airborne objects not immediately identifiable. The acronym UAP represents the broadest category of airborne objects reviewed for analysis. UFO is an entirely different definition within an really? official United States well, what is different regulation about UFO? to go. Okay, well let's let's start with first of all, when they were talking about unidentified flying objects back in the fifties when the Air Force defined UFOs. They weren't just these random objects that could be anything, okay? They were considered unidentified when a report apparently contains all pertinent data necessary to suggest a valid hypothesis concerning the cause or explanation of the report, but the description of the object or its motion cannot be correlated with any known object or phenomena. And they have an extensive list of stuff not to report as UFOs because they didn't want to have reports of vague lights off in the distance being interpreted as UFOs. Basically, they eliminated every possible thing, every known and even probable and even possible thing, all the way down to blowing bits of paper in the air, were not to be reported as UFOs at all. Well, unfortunately, that, that may have been their desire. I need to look into that, but let's assume that that's case. It may have been the desire. Well, we can, fact we is, can go right to Air Force Regulation it, 202 but, from But the February regulation 5th. is not what matters. What matters is what's <laughs> happening in the real world. And what's happening in the real world <laughs> this is, is the for, real the next, world, for the next 60 years, just about anything, all kinds of things were reported as UFOs, referred to as UFOs in the media, in the public. By people who don't know what they're talking about. It doesn't matter, but that's the term. That was out there. What regulation may exist within the government is less important than how it's being used by all the millions of people around the world and the media. Which and is UFO. in reference to what is generally understood to be an alien craft. So there's no question about that. Look, it came to mean for a lot of people and ufo is an alien craft but why didn't they just call it an alien craft because they couldn't you know why it's the truth embargo it's the exactly. same reason then and so it is but, now but a lot of people knew that yeah that's really what it's referring to but remember there was a truth embargo and so there are no extraterrestrials and if there's no extraterrestrials, then why does somebody care about UFOs? And if you care about UFOs, you're mentioning UFOs. If you go to UFO conferences or UFO uh, symposiums, you are somebody that believes in something that doesn't exist. You're a wacko. Some to people, but not to everyone. If you're a serious ufologist out there and you've got a level head about things, you know that that's not the case. Yeah, but the truth embargo isn't based upon what serious ufologists believe in. The truth embargo is targeting the entire population of the United States and the media. And so if the media have got it wrong, the people have got it wrong, the foreign press has got it wrong, the fact that some people sort of understand the difference is not really going to make well, much But difference. they don't have it wrong. That's just it. If you plug in UFO into Google, you'll get like 8 million images of alien craft, not yeah. some vague light off in the distance, right? This whole UAP thing, just like you were saying, basically I'm agreeing with you here, Stephen, they're using this UAP acronym to confuse the issue. Oh, absolutely not. 
uh, we could not be more in disagreement. Okay, uh, so, I, I, my so position right, on they're this, not look, talking I, alien here. They're saying position, that it's probably not. My position on this is very clear. I've said it over and over again. I'm going to tell you again. UAP means exactly the same as UFO. And not reason, according to their definition. I'm telling you what my position <laughs> is. Okay, I don't give a damn what the government statements are. I'm telling you what my position is with respect to this is an activist representing more of the public's interest. I'm not representing the government's interest on this and what it does about UFOs. Well, we, UFO, in terms of people out there that deal with this issue, means the same as UAP. And so why was there a movement to get to UAP? Why was that movement emerging to some degree out of the field itself? The government didn't come up with UAP. We were pushing UAP before the government even touched it, long uh, before well, Hillary Clinton. Not if you mentioned Nick Pope about it. He'll, he's the one who got together with NARCAP and pointed out that in Britain they were using UAP there because it uh, sidetracked people from UFOs. And so NARCAP started using it, and that's where it started to gain traction in the ufology community. You know this. Years ago, APRO called them UAOs unidentified aerial objects that never caught on at all no but that was then and this is now that look guys i'm I'm here to tell you what i know you want to you want to expound on what you know that's good i'm gonna tell you what i know take it leave it it's okay here's what i know for your audience to consider there have been various terms used i get it off and on it's complex history but a while back started to use the UAP more. It doesn't matter whether it starts from NARCAP or anything else and what their intentions were or what Nick thinks is happening, was happening in the UK. In general, in here, in the US, we moved to UAP. Why? It's simple. UFO, that simple anacronym, became the, the, key, the kernel, right? the central core upon which the ridicule and the demeaning and the disrespect and the tinfoil hatism was associated. And this is how embargoes work. Let's say you've got a group of people in your country and you don't like them and you want everybody else not to like them. So you've got to find a way to hook them to something that you will then demean and ridicule and corrupt so that the moment that something is mentioned, everybody instantly connects that person to the ridicule and shuns them. Sometimes you'll put a patch on them. You'll make them wear something on their shirt, and that something is associated with all of the demeaning stuff that you've put out there. So the moment someone sees that thing on their shirt, they go, ah, you're one of those. We're going to have one of these announcements to present, and then another segment with Stephen Bassett. With Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. 
We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. The way things are going these days, do you ever ask yourself, when is the other shoe going to drop? The warning signs are everywhere. The next big danger is food shortages. That's why Americans are learning to be self-reliant and getting their emergency long-term food storage from My Patriot Supply. We're America's trusted leader in emergency preparedness. Over the past decade, My Patriot Supply has served millions of families and helped them prepare. Our delicious meal kits average 2,000 calories per day and stay fresh in storage up to 25 years. This is reliable food that will be there when disasters strike. And with the way things are going, you should grab some now. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, order a starter kit for each member of your family, and we'll ship everything quickly and discreetly to your door. Don't wait and scramble with the masses when the news breaks. Instead, prepare today for what's coming. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. I'm Ben Utech. I played high school, college, and pro football, helping my team win the 2006 championship. It was an amazing day, but it can't compare to the joy I feel every day with my loving wife and three beautiful daughters. My football career ended after I suffered my fifth concussion. Did you know that over a million athletes suffer a concussion each year? That includes boys and girls, every age, every type and level of sport. It isn't always clear that a player has had a concussion. So parents, athletes and coaches need to learn about concussion signs and symptoms. The American Academy of Neurology recommends athletes thought to have a concussion be immediately removed from play and not returned until assessed by a healthcare professional trained in concussion. This isn't just about sports. It's about your brain. When in doubt, sit it out. Learn more at aan.com slash concussion. That's aan.com slash concussion. A message from the American Academy of Neurology. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy, says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, in a sense, then, UFO became as tainted as the words flying saucers. 
back in the Actually, early flying, 50s. Fly, no, Flying Saucer wasn't that bad. The reason that Ruppelt and others kind of moved away from Flying Saucer was that Flying Saucer was too descriptive. It was too accurate, right? <laughs> That's what they were, in a sense. They looked like saucers, and they flew. They needed something that wasn't so specific. And obviously, what could be less specific than an unidentified flying object? Just the name itself. Whatever the government wants to say that is, the government can define it anyway. The words speak for themselves. Unidentified flying object is a bird that you can't quite see clearly an unidentifying object you bet it is is a frisbee that gets thrown but you can't quite no, catch it all the way no it's not though steve that's that's where you're completely why in, isn't it in is it unidentified because the people who created the term in the first place defined it in a specific way. If you want to take how they defined it, the people who created the word itself, and just say, well, that doesn't matter, I'm going to call it whatever I want, do you really think that that's intellectually honest? I don't. It's not so, about intellectual honesty. Well, it's it is for me. how it's defined. It's about how it's used. Tin foil hat refers to a kind of hat made out of tin foil. That's pretty basic, okay? Now, the government hasn't come up with an f- official definition of tin foil hat, but maybe it did. Maybe it came up with an actual statement that they put in some government report that's saying tin foil hats only refer to hats specifically designed to look kind of weird with a little point on top and that these hats refer to the fact that some people think they help block out signals that are controlling their mind, and that was the official uh, government report. Okay, don't care. Tinfoil hat came to be used as a demeaning term. If you believed in UFO, you were a tinfoil hat person. That's what matters. Truth embargoes are not built on government definitions. They're built on how the people and the press use these terms and language back and forth, not once or twice, but millions and millions and millions of times. And so if somebody calls you a tinfoil hat person, you're not going to go, wow, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that because I truly am a tinfoil hat person. And it's the same thing in terms of public demeanor on UFO. When somebody says you're a UFO person, they're not referring to the government definition in a report from 50 years ago. They're saying you believe in UFOs, right? You believe in UFOs, and they don't exist, and the government says they don't exist. And so you're kind of a weird person. You're a wacky person. I've seen too much of this to know that UFO cannot simply be looked at as perfectly benign. It is anything but benign. It was a fundamental term. Now, I can use other terms referred to other things in this way, but they're so reprehensible that I don't want to upset people. It is not what the government definition is. It's what the public perception is. And the UAP has the advantage of saying exactly the same thing, but without 70 years of the identification with ridicule, demeanor, and disdain. It just doesn't say the same thing. Okay. All right. I think we need just to move doesn't. on. You and I are never going to agree on that. We're not in the same ballpark. So let me get back to this, uh, this question. Okay. So he says – The what report, Matt? Because I don't think that Kirby was just not up on the UAP that much. It's just not something that registered. And the questioner says, the UAP report, UFO report, he adds. Ah, Kirby says, okay. That is really for the DNI to speak to, Matt. He didn't laugh. He didn't chuckle. He's just saying, well, that's for the 
Department of National Intelligence to speak to, which, of course, is who issued the preliminary assessment. As you know, this is a report, a congressionally mandated report. The DNI is in the lead. It will be the DNI who will be making that report, obviously. DOD has a role in helping flesh out the information that will be in that report. But as for a specific timing, I refer you to the DNI. In other words, it's going to be report. The report is coming. The DNI is involved. And that's where you've got to go. No dismissive. No ridicule. No nothing. And this is the spokesperson for the Pentagon. And so let's go on a little bit. So down further down, I love this one. There's much more questions. Now we're getting toward the end of this press conference. Remember, this is over at the Pentagon. Another questioner. And then one last question on the Pentagon's contributions to the UFO report. I've been speaking with a series of experts abroad who have expressed some concerns about similar investigations in other countries having too much of a military focus and not enough input from civilian scientists. I wonder if that's a concern that the Pentagon has shared and whether that came up at all during the most recent review process. Kirby, what we're participating in a DNI-led study, again, on a mandated by Congress. He's kind of – this is speaking now. He's not clear. We're providing context and information that we have on these phenomena, and our focus is, again, on supporting the DNI's efforts to produce this report. That's where our focus is. And, again, that's our lane. That's our place to be in is to provide this kind of context we have and the information that we have to help the DNI produce this report for Congress. This is the kind of answer he would have been given if he had been asked a question. What's the Pentagon contribution on the report recently about the hypersonic missiles that Russia has indicated they have developed? They're capable of traveling so fast and maneuvering that there is no chance in hell that we could shoot them down. He would have given a similar response. But, of course, the question was on UFOs. So now we move forward three days. In the after show, I'll, I'll, I'll go to uh, another press conference at the, the Pentagon in which the subject came up again, and we'll talk about that. Now, again, very few people know about this. This kind of question being asked in that setting of the press secretary to the Pentagon and getting those answers is all anybody who studied this field well knows. We are in a completely different place. It was only 24 years ago that the Pentagon held a press conference, and in that press conference, they reviewed the phony U.S. Air Force report that had been created by Sheila Woodnall to put forward the mogul balloon explanation for Roswell and then went on to, to cover the dummy problem, I mean the, the body problem, because the bodies have been coming up, and that's when they presented this theory that what people saw were not four-foot gray bodies in 47, but six-foot blonde-haired crash test dummies dropped five years later that had Air Force uniforms on them and, and said that the mistake was, was called time compression. One of the stupidest things the U.S. Air Force has ever done or said or ever will say, a massive embarrassment to the Air Force and the government, just an abysmal treatment of the Air Force people who had to go out and say something that asinine. That was 24 years ago. And now we're here getting these questions asked. Disclosure is coming, guys. Get ready for it. Hey, Stephen Bassett, tell our listeners, please, where we can find more of the things you do. ParadigmResearchGroup.org. It's all there, including one, well, almost 1,000 articles related to the TTSA and all the developments since uh, 2018. 1,000 articles, 160 videos, soon to be 200 videos. It's also on that website. Follow me. Follow me on Twitter, Paradigm Research Group. I need followers. 
Thank you very much. Yes, he does. And he'll be back for after the PowerCast. We'll get into still another Pentagon press briefing and see where we, we can take that. You can find us on Twitter, by the way. If you look for the PowerCast, we don't do Twitter that much, but it's there and we use it. Also, Facebook, we have two official PowerCast groups, committees, whatever they are. We're there. We also have the PowerCast shop. Now, the PowerCast shop is not just the standard branded logo merchandise thing. We feature some really great artwork there. From right now, it's Red Pill Junkie, Miguel. Also, the original artist for the PowerCast logo. And some really good stuff from our own J. Randall Murphy, who also helped us redesign, spent hours redesigning that store. Go to the PowerCast.shop. Once again, the PowerCast.shop. And speaking of the After the PowerCast show that Stephen will be on, we offer that to subscribers of the Paracast Plus. Go to the Paracast.plus, the Paracast.plus, and you get a quick sign-up screen. You get this show free of the network ads. And one more thing, we'll give out free Amazon gift cards for five-year or lifetime subscriptions. How about that, huh? So go to the Paracast.plus. Stephen Bassett is coming back. Thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Yeah, yeah. We're looking forward to uh, talking to your subscribers on the after show. Got some more to say. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.